Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening, I feel the need for speed. Hello, welcome to a special episode where I'll be joined by Dan Thomas. Hello. Hello, Dan. <laughs> and how did you just this is one of our hmm. this is one of our occasional series where hmm. we record a podcast during the fall of uh, democracy and uh, oh, society. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because we did Presidio was January the sixth. Yep. Yeah, and if that if that you know is any kind of what's it called? Portent than what's happening mm. tonight it means mm. World War Three is about to begin. No, 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 no. We, it was fine last time. Oh yeah, it was fine last time. Oh. Society just about survived. Remember? That's, that's true. Yeah. So if and we are of course the portent mm. between us. Yeah. So everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I had a portent once. Took it at Glastonbury. Got soaked. <laughs> hey, um, but hey. you just, just seen by the title, we're here to talk about the surprisingly good Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite film of the year. Oh, without a doubt, bloody love it. I mean, I don't see films as often as I used to, but my mm. kid is she's eight now and she's obsessed with Tom Cruise. Mm. So she loves the, the Mission Impossible's. Mm. Uh, so I took her to see this, and I thought about she's only eight, and she's about forty-five minutes from the end. She was like, "Oh, is there a long? Is there a long left?" And oh. I was like, "No, oh, she's not enjoying it. What a shame!" And then it turns out. After the film finished, she goes, no, no, I loved it. I just needed to go for a pee, and I wanted to know how much longer I had to hold it because oh, I didn't want to miss nice. anything. So she adored this. That's amazing. Because it's, it's such a fun film. I had very sort of low hopes for this when I heard about it. I just thought, oh, no, it's going to be a really drab, sort of horrible legacy sequel. But I just think yeah. it's really clever the way they've done it. It's amazing that they don't also... With with a few recent exceptions in the last decade or so, hmm. Tom Cruise, for all his you know other things, hmm. he makes he's one of the last uh, uh, real filmmakers. I mean, he wanted to be real. He makes movies that feel like the way movies felt thirty years ago. Yes, he does because he did this and the Mission Impossible ones, and also he made a terrible Mummy film. 
Which is the way... And, and that is the one I was thinking of, yes. Yeah. That can fuck off. Yeah, that can fuck off. Um, but, you know, he's on a good run at the moment. But, I mean, what I love about this film is that he's got Chris McQuarrie involved, who seems mm-hmm. to do no wrong. Uh, yes, yes. He's, yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, I, weigh the gun. Now, weigh the gun mm. is the thing that kind of set him off on the path as a director. Mm. I'd already seen The Usual Suspects and loved that in the 90s, but he wrote, wrote that. And then weigh the gun, I should probably watch again. Because mm. I didn't think much of it, but most of his output as a director, I've adored. Yes, same. I, I believe he did do some work on um, The Mummy, though, so that's probably a little blot in his book. But, you know, perhaps that was completely unsalvageable. But... We, yeah, I, I would think so, yeah. Mm. But we opened this film the same way we did with the last one, which is quite nice. With your little... I, I, it should annoy me. It should mm. annoy mm. me because mm. it doesn't make any sense in this no. one. Because at the start of the first one, they're on a boat mm. and they show the boat mm. and they, they they play danger zone mm. and then we see that Tom Cruise is is in the Marines uh, is a Marine pilot, Navy mm. pilot, Navy pilot, and yeah. that means that he has to land on a boat. Yeah. Now then, in this, it goes look at the boat, look at the boat, and then it goes anyway miles away <laughs> in a fucking desert. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really odd. And they even put up the same little um, the words at the beginning, except they change it from just men to men and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, basically, they gone, they should do so. Uh, I don't know if I feel that they should have done something different. They've just gone, listen, you probably haven't watched this since it was on ITV2 about 12 years ago. Mm. So basically, this, remember Top Gun? This is that. Here you go. One up. But what I also like about this film, and I'm sure we'll get into it in a minute, but what I like about this is that it, it, you could kind of pretend that Top Gun 1 did not exist. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you'd lose some of the poignancy of it between him and Iceman, but other yeah. than that... Yeah, 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 with the Iceman stuff, yeah, but I think if you have... What I'm saying is, if you hadn't seen Top Gun, it doesn't matter, because it's still it's still really fun, and the little flashback bits... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they work. Um, but yeah, so we get the ground crew, who are very excitable, I noticed. I know they they muck this a bit in hot shots, don't they, with them doing backflips and... Yeah, yeah, but there's almost no difference between the Hot Shots parody of this and this. Oh, no, there's a guy like on squatting and giving himself thumbs up for watching a string get caught <laughs> up by a plane. Might be much you don't know what's involved in getting that string across. You yeah. try stringing a thing across a boat in the middle of a wall when there's a plane landing on your head. I you give yourself a thumbs up. I probably would, but I think because they're largely silhouettes, I'd, I'd pretend I was bumming one of them or getting a blowy off one of them just in a silhouette. Just to confuse the audience, be just like uh, you, like you'd be in the foreground, and mm. he'd, like he'd be doing his job, but mm. you'd be like, "Kev, Kev, you filming? You filming, Kev?" And then you lean down closer and go, "Look what I'm doing! Look yeah, what I'm doing! Exactly, is he in frame? Yeah. Is it? Move the camera so it looks like I'm sucking him off." <laughs> Look, you get in the front, I'll get in the back. <laughs> I, he's at the premiere, Mum. I'm in. I'm in Top Gun Two. Check this out. Why are you being spit roasted? <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it'd be funny. But talking of spit roasts and funny, uh, Dom Simpson gets a shout out. <coughs> yeah, yeah, this makes sense because mm. I guess the Top Gun rights still belong to, even though it's, I mean, it was called Don Simpson, Jerry Brockham Productions. Yeah. That's, that was their name and they yeah. held the rights. Mm. I guess there was some sort of legal wrangling there. Yeah. And basically, they had to, or on set, they had to have his exhumed body in a chair at all times. And they had him in silhouette being sucked off as per his final wishes. That was probably was his final wishes, yeah. Yeah. He he died on the toilet, didn't he? Yeah, but it could have been anywhere. True, yeah. I mean, he should be applauded for making it to the toilet. 
Um, That's the thing people don't say enough about Don Simpson. No. Say what you will about Don Simpson, <laughs> but he made it to the toilet to die. Mm. Much more embarrassing if he was like playing tennis or having a prostitute whip him. Yeah, yeah. Which both, which are the things that were on his schedule for the rest of the day. Yeah, his diary is very clear apart from that. He was, his secretary used to get confused and he used to play ten, tennis with prostitutes mm. and then he'd have John McEnroe whip him at three. Can't be serious, he said. Yeah. Well, according to my diary, I am. <laughs> um, 30 years after graduating from Top Gun, because at the end of Top Gun, when we last see Pete Mitchell Maverick, Mitchell Maverick, Mitchell Maverick, uh, he is, he's, he's been accepted to be a teacher at Top Gun and he's like, oh, I don't know about that. And then it turns out he only lasted two months. Yeah, yeah. So now he's got his own private hangar. Which is at his house, right? He, just, he lives there, right? I think that's what we're supposed to say, yeah. Is He's living in a back room of a hangar, so things are going well. Yeah, yeah. With that said, hmm. things probably are going well. Because also, I looked into it, because hmm. it, it, he is still a, um, a test pilot for secret planes yeah. in the Air Force or whatever. Hmm. You make like 160 grand a year off that. Oh. You haven't got to live in the back of a warehouse. Your, like your card won't get declined at a pub. That winds me up later. Uh, like uh. His card would definitely not be declined. No, no. But it kind of feels like at this point that Maverick is like that brother-in-law who's sleeping on the sofa because I think Iceman's giving him a lot of flack. A slack, I mean. <laughs> He's like, yeah, just give Maverick 100 grand a, a, a year and get him to fly yeah, planes. He should have been fired 87 times. I'll say this. The first moment that you think Maverick might not be the brightest spark mm. is when he starts uh, he starts fixing the planes he's got in his house. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Anyone else would be telling you don't wear a white T-shirt. Mm. Like, he's, he's, that's day one stuff. He's also got massive, uh, weird uncle who does the carburetor on the kitchen table vibes. Yeah, mm. yeah. If he lived in a council house, mm. there would be car parts all over the lawn with this bike. Yeah. But he's got the same jacket from Top Gun, which is exciting for everyone. And the same motorbike from Top Gun. Yeah. I think that the interesting thing is, as an audience who loved the original Top Gun, you go, yeah, same jacket, same bike. In mm. real life, mm. imagine bumping into him off the 30s going, he's mm. still wearing that. He's still the old bike, yeah? Is everything all right? It's like they, they did that in Rocky Five, don't they? Like Rocky's like, oh, we've lost all the money, but luckily I kept the hat and the jacket. <laughs> yeah, so everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and Frank, Frank Stallone, my brother, he's still at that bin singing. So everything's <laughs> it's like we never left. It feels like, yeah, it, like it'd be like, oh, so you still got the bike and the jacket? And like, oh, no, I sold them. But um, when, uh, when uh, Sheila left me, I got them back off eBay. Oh, okay. Is, is that as good as still having your wife? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did, you, where did you get the money, old uh, the Ice Man? Yeah, Ice Man sent me money. Yeah. I call him that because he's. I call him that because he's cool with lending me money. <laughs> but he is going on his test pilot mission, uh, which is like this new supersonic plane. Yeah, super supersonic. Super yeah, does they're, they're trying to get it to do Mach ten, and mm. you can tell straight away that it's an experimental plane because there's a trope in films. Mm. If it's an experimental plane, mm. everyone flying it has to wear a, a helmet that's only for that plane, like a space helmet, like a space mm. helmet. Like, mm. and you don't need to because mm. it's like it, it. I reckon the old helmets will do just as good a job. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. 
but maybe they start with a helmet. Maybe they go, we got a great idea for a new helmet. Mm. Oh, we've got a plane to put it with. All right, we'll we'll knock something up. Also, you could do a little joke and put a little goldfish sticker on it. So it looks like he's in a fish bowl. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's he's he, and you can tell it's an experimental plane, by the way, because it's that movie trope where you arrive at the test and everyone's just standing around it, and you think, ah, oh. and they're like, what? He's like, what? What's the matter? And they're like, the program's been pulled. Admiral Kane, Ed Harris, who they call the Drone Ranger. Yeah, terrible. Now, that's either because he believes heavily in drones or because he talks a very sort of weird sub pitch. And it, it turns out a bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. He's married to that woman from, um, um, what's it called? A- I can't remember. Amy, he- Amy Hickering? Amy Heckerling, yeah. the director. Yeah, is it the director? I don't know. I don't know. I'll cut this bit out. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but he, he arrives... Well, basically they say, well, we got to cut it because Admiral Kane's on his way. And then and then Maverick's like, well, he's not here yet, is he? Yeah, but the thing is, Mav, we need about three hours to get you in the plane. Yeah. He's literally on his way and he's only 20 minutes away. You've got to do a bit of a jog for some reason before you get in the plane. Yeah, you got to get. You got to do like press-ups and stuff. We've all got to sit on your back while you do press-ups. <laughs> Yeah, I mean push-ups. Yeah, you gotta do you got yeah you gotta do burpees. Yeah, not like that. <clears throat> no, although you probably will because we gotta get you breakfast as well. It's weird the prep for this plane it to be honest. Weird. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do that thing where you're doing push push-ups and then the camera tilts and you're just on the wall and you're like ah, <laughs> <clears throat> like Paul Hogan used to do. One for the kids there. Yeah. Yep. So he gets in this super plane and then he takes off just as Ed Harris arrives and you get this. I feel mm. like if Ed Harris has sent an email saying the project is canned, that's mm. as good as him being there. Yeah. Because what's he got to do? Because they're like, oh, they've, they've said he said that he's cancelling. He's coming up to do it personally. Is that, but mm. he, this meeting genuinely was an email. Yeah, he was. So <clears throat> you're already breaking it. Like you can't nick a Mac Ten plane. No. Just because the boss hasn't come in yet. I think he likes to come in and show everyone his genitals. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a pretty good reason to get in a plane and fly away then. I just don't want to see his bollocks. Can we all get in? No, it's just me. I like to put my feet up. <laughs> um, uh, now, I was convinced that one of these lads was um, Meg Ryan's son. What's he called? Jack Quaid. I was convinced, right. but it's not, apparently. There's an interesting story. I might do the after dinner speaker circuit with that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, but I think I'll close this evening by telling you the time I thought a man was Meg Ryan's son, mm. but he very much wasn't. And then they start Good knocking night. glasses. And go ding, 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 ding. Next up, Les Dennis, mm. Amanda Holden, kiss. Um, <laughs> so he, he disobeys. Obviously, takes off. We get this lovely shot. Apparently, this wasn't supposed to happen, but it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the roof comes off that thing he's standing next to, just flops out. So what? What actually happened? They obviously didn't fly a plane over it. I think they did, but they've CG'd a supersonic, magic-looking modern plane over. Oh, so that actually happens from a plane flying over, and then yeah. all they did was draw over the plane. Yeah, that is amazing because it mm. looks fantastic. It yeah, it's yeah. an amazing shot. And that, yeah, as I say, the roof wasn't supposed to just fly off, but it. Makes it look even better. So he then starts... He's Basically, they're saying to him that this test plane was supposed to go to Mach 10. Uh, but it would be in a couple of weeks. But they're like, well, let's do it now. 
So he starts. Yeah, they're like, hmm. okay, think we'll cannon it because you didn't get the Mac Ten. Yeah, but you didn't tell us to until this week. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, so turn. I mean, it, well, we'll we'll get to the reason why. It's a fucking stupid reason why they cannon it. Yeah, it's really stupid. Uh, but then he just he just goes through all the Macs, and it's a really lovely bit. He of goes through all the Macs, all the Macs. He does <laughs> Return of the Mac, <laughs> Bernie Mac, Plastic Mac, MacBook Pro, Mac Ten. That's mm. the way it goes. There you go. If this was a Mel Brooks film. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but I love this bit. I love the when the, with the plane's going at that supersonic speed and you get it from that far angle with the trail behind it. Yeah. Oh. What they've tried to do here is they've mm. tried to shoot it. Uh, certainly there is some CGI, but they've tried to shoot mm. it as if they were doing it without CGI. Yeah. So, you know, they've got cameras on the ground. It's a locked-off camera on Tom Cruise and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so if, if, if this was a real plane... And they were going to shoot it practically. This is what it would look like. That's yes. what's fantastic about this movie. Yeah. It's not like you. And I don't want to get on my high horse about bloody marvels. Mm. But this, this times I know it's CGI in this. But mm. the rest of the time, when it's so real, it really sells the whole thing as mm. feeling like based in the real world. Yeah. Even when it's as stupid as this. I mean, it's like it's fucking Firefox again. But yes. good. But we don't have to wait three hours to see the plane. No, exactly. Yeah, oh. yeah. What a Firefox! It's like playing Firefox backwards. This is. <clears throat> but again, but good. But good. But also putting loads of flying bits in it instead of Clint Eastwood looking bored. Yeah, you hours. know. So Firefox, but oh. good. Actually, the thing is, the the thing I do love about this is, because um, Don Simpson's original idea was. Hmm. For the original Top Gun was Star Wars on Earth. That was yeah. a napkin he wrote down for himself, oh. and then he made Top Gun, which mm. is not that no. at all. It's basically the archers at an aerial base, right? Yeah. It's fucking. I don't like the first one. No, right? I don't. I don't. It is boring and a soap opera, and it's naff. Oh. This is great. This mm. feels, I mean, very, very literally feels like Star Wars on Earth. It's coming. The whole movie is them preparing for the Death Star run. Yes. And it is the Death Star run. There are trenches, and there's a little hole they have to blow up. He's the Yoda, mm-hmm. not Yoda. He's he's the Obi Wan Kenobi. So yeah. Tom Cruise is now the Obi Wan. Yeah. And then you've got um, ah, damn Miles Teller. Yeah, he's the is Skywalker. Luke, who's also an orphan. Yeah, exactly. And you've got Hangman, who's Han Solo, who even has a Han Solo mm. ending. Yeah, he does. And you've got Ed Harris, who looks like Yoda. And there we are. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And. Um, John Hamm is um, who is know, John Hamm? The, the dad from Johnny Briggs who hangs around in the background a lot. Looks confused. <laughs> hmm. um, so he, he goes through all the Macs, as we say, and then eventually we get that bit that you love where he goes to Mac 9 and everyone's like, You son of a bitch. And even Ed Harris is like, Oh, blimey. He goes, The ball's on this guy or something like that because he's got an unfortunate camera view. <laughs> exactly because who put that there who why have we put a camera at crotch height uh, it's just we're monitoring his vitals oh oh it's, it's last week jimmy cranky flew it so we had to adjust them <laughs> yeah. well that hezbollah fella he was flying it for a bit he was going i want to fly a plane <laughs> sponsored by rolex um so we get my one of my favorite bits in the film here is when he obviously he takes it too far the plane plane breaks breaks up and he has to eject and then you get this beautiful scene. Where I, I was saying this. Mm. You can't eject at 
<laughs> Mac 10. It's like, all right, we're going to go look for Tom Cruise now. Mm. Have you found him? I don't know. We found a haggis in a jumpsuit. Do you think that's him? <laughs> yeah, I think it probably is him, to be honest. Yeah. He's not a- wandering into a bar for a glass of water, I'll tell you that. We found Hezbollah with Tom Cruise's face. <laughs> or Hezbollah, whatever he's called. The little man. The little nice man everyone loves, even though he's right wing. Um, yep, yeah, I love this bit because the line reads says, Where am I? And that kid just goes, Earth. Yeah. That made me laugh. I, I like that. Yeah. I, when he does walk in and just ask for a glass of water, mm. I'd be like, I, I don't know about this. I, can I have a fucking bod intense? Yeah. I've had a hell of a day. Mm. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but my kidneys are hanging out my ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this might be the last pint I have. So he gets called before Admiral Kane, the drone, aka the drone ranger, aka Ed Harris as Yoda. And he basically just says to him, I want to ask you a question, Pete. Or Maverick, as he calls them. You've been in this. You've been a p- pilot for over thirty years, uh, and you're still a captain. And why aren't, why aren't you going for any promotions? And he just says, I, "I'm happy where I am." And he says, "Well, I was about to can your ass, but I had orders to send you to North Island." And I thought, "Oh, the clothes shop." No. Yeah. No, he's going to North Island. Because he's been called back to Top Gun. Yeah, no, but the, the thing mm. is, this is the only scene Ed Harris has of mm. any significance. Mm. And he fucks up, Fred. Yeah. He goes that you, you're a new pilot or a dying breed. Mm. Soon we, we will have drones uh, that, you know, won't need pilots who get tired or need a piss. Mm. Like, all right. I mean, that's, that's, that sounds like it's about you now. Do you need a piss? I do, actually. I'm 65. Yeah. Um, but why you why have you put why have you put someone in charge of experimental aircraft if you fucking hate pilots? Like, yeah. Or you, we put you in charge of submarines. Um, I fucking hate tubes. Oh, you're perfect then, right? <laughs> I don't know how we get. Imagine being in the job interview with him. Right, anything you, you should, we should know about you? I fucking hate pilots. Well, you, you probably shouldn't do it then. No. What do you like? Cricket. Well, not Glamorgan, but (laughs) someone good. But I like the bit where he says to Tom Cruise that, you know, you're a dying breed. And he says, maybe, maybe, sir, but not today. Hey, so fuck you, you little bald mole bitch. Then his kidney falls on the floor and he goes, I'll just pick that up. Yep. It turns out I am dying. (laughs) Yeah. Bad example. That was a bad moment for Mm. my kidneys to fall out. Yeah. Yeah. But then he he arrives at Top Gun. And the first thing he goes to look at is pictures of him and Iceman when they were kids. Well, also, we have the other thing that rhymes with the original, which is the, the him on a bike going, yay, yeah. planes, which yeah. is, shouldn't be a surprise now. Mm-mm. I think he's used to planes now. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, he'd be driving along smiling, and then he'd go, oh, fucking plane. You know what? I'm up to you with planes. I am now. Because I've been watching a lot of Columbo lately, and I just watched an episode of with Donald Pleasance where he's uh, he loves wine more yeah, than yeah, anything else. Yeah, it's a else. great episode. Yeah, it's brilliant. But that's basically you could do an episode of Columbo with with if Maverick murdered someone and he loves planes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good episode though. Um, they're all, all good episodes. They all they're right all now. they're all on Amazon at the moment, free. Oh fuck off! Are they? I spent yeah. forty quid in a box set. Ah, uh, well, you have to have oh. adverts, but uh, they are free, all of them. That's fine because sometimes I want one on the go. Hmm. Yeah, on Amazon. So there's a top tip, everyone. Um, so he goes to see, and we meet. He meets uh, John Hamm and Charles Parnell, 
Uh, not the character names, I didn't write that down. And he gets his briefing. And I like this line where he goes to them, well, and they're like, oh, you know, welcome. And he goes, well, I wasn't expecting an invitation back so soon. And they go, they're called Orders, Maverick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like that line. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've been in, you've been in the, you've been in the organisation for some time now. Mm. You've got to stop saying that you've been invited to mm. war. Mm. Uh, I, sorry, that's no, gone. Oh, all right, sorry. I, I, I've, I've finished that uh, observation. Oh, good, good, good. So the navy has been tasked with destroying, and they've done that thing in this film, like they did in the first one, where the baddies are completely faceless, nameless, countryless. I think that's really clever. Well, yeah. Because you could effectively put it to any kind of baddies that are in the world at that time and place. Because the first one is obviously supposed to be Russians. But we never see who they are. And this yeah. one's supposed to be like North Korea, I reckon. Is it now? I reckon. Or something that like that. That makes sense. It's mm. snowy but there. Yeah, it's not going to be Iran, is it? No. No, it looked, didn't not look like a snow in Iran. No. Well, yeah. There will be after the... Nuclear war that's happening next week. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So they've got to destroy an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant. Which, as we mentioned earlier, is Star Wars. Yeah, it's a tiny little hole in a it's big. It's a tiny space. little hole. Mm. The only difference is what if what if you had to shoot two into it? That's mm. the only difference between this and Star mm. Wars. Yeah, yeah. They say we need an expert on tiny little holes, and <laughs> comes in and goes, "All right." Oh, oh, fuck. oh, you know what? That was in my head as well. But I <laughs> had something that we call uh, restraint. Yeah, I haven't got that. <laughs> 
Um, so, so Tom, so Maverick, sorry, is just like, yeah, no problem. What I'll do is I'll hop in a, I'll hop in a flying bird, right, and I'll fly in there. And drop a little bombo, and I'll be out of there before you can say. Oh, Maverick, Maverick, it's been forty years you've been in the fucking. They call planes. You've got to remember the word plane, and what? bombo. What is a bombo? A That's bombo. like Spanish for those ice cream things you get in all day. Little bombo, right? exploding bombo. Bomb, bomb. What is wrong with you? Oh, I'm just a cheeky chap. You're don't... not a cheeky chap. You're a captain in the fucking navy. Cheeky chap, don't follow the rules. Yeah, Gordon Bennett. Mm. This is like the crankies if they were Maverick. Both of them were Mavericks standing on each other's shoulders. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Because Maverick would come out and be like, right, he'd be like, right, everybody, I'm coming to give you your orders. So we're going to climb up and you'll be like, going, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hey, you let you, let you come up here and I'll talk to you. That I'm basically doing a crankies routine there. <laughs> yeah, was... Now, please reenact them doing the sex scene with Kelly McGillis. I can't do that. Uh, just read their book. It's worse. He'll come out. I remember. I remember the crankies coming out and the the dad. Sorry, Top Gun fans. The dad, not the dad. The <laughs> well, yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah, husband. Right. The husband. He came out and he'd sing. Um, Look at me. I'm as helpless as a kitten in a tree. Rubbish. You yeah, rubbish. Brilliant. They should have done that with this scene. What the crankies? Crankies should have come out. And and now a comic interlude. So while we plan to send bombos in flying birds, we're going to have an interlude to the Crankies. Richard Ranch at the piano, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, yeah, so Maverick's just like, yeah, I'll do it, no problem. They're like, no, 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 hang on a minute. We don't want you to fly it. We want you to teach it. I hate moments like mm. that in movies. Mm. Like, it's, He definitely would have had an email about what this was about. Mm. Like we, he would have had a contract for his new role. Mm-hmm. And he's going, oh, no, Divvy, no, mm. you're not flying the plane, you're just training him. And he's like, what? Mm. I can't do a teacher, he says. This is bullshit. He doesn't say that. And then they say, well, basically, you." And, oh, and then they show him the roster of top gunners that are coming in that he has to teach. And one of them is a young man by the name of Rooster. And he looks at it and he says, I can't do it. And they go, problem? And he goes, you know there is. Because Rooster, it turns out, is Goose's son. Yeah, clues in the title. You could either be called Rooster or like Splash Hen. <laughs> he, um, why does he just? I mean, I love, I, I, I love the arc in this film that Rooster goes through. It's fun. I think he's a nice character, but he doesn't mm. have to look exactly like his dad, does he? No, the thing is, how many of us in this day and age, especially young men, are going, I'm going to model my look after my dad in 1986? No one. It's like, all right, fucking flock of seagulls. Mm. I come in with big old fucking sideburns smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go, oh, I'm, I'm modeling myself after my dad. Why? Because I'm 23, I've already got three kids and a, a one lung, yeah. and I just drink tenants. Oh, and, cool. And as We're you- gonna- we're going to call you Rooster. You'd go cool, because as you've frequently pointed out, that all Welsh men in the 80s look like Wolverine. Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, that, you know what? There's something about it also being well. It, but if you're not Wolverine, you just look like a darts team. That's true. <laughs> Imagine if they came in looking like any contestant from Bullseye. Exactly. That's mm. what everyone did. It's mm. the same hair. The mm. only difference is... Like, if Hugh Jackman... Looked like it came on bullseye. People were like, fucking hell, look at that. Mm. Mm. 
But but it's because he looks like Hugh Jackman. The rest of the look is purely Len from Gosainen. <laughs> or any cast member from Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, they shouldn't have Anthony and Edward's son look like fucking... Oh, he's cool. It's Yeah, his call sign's die darts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just... Uh, his thing is, he just drinks a pint when he's in the plane yeah. and slaps barmaids on the arse. That whole scene when he's playing Great Balls of Fire, he'd just be, like, throwing darts around and, and yeah, throwing up in ashtrays. Well, yeah, he'd be mm. doing a racist song about a Japanese rugby team if it was, like, yeah. if he'd fully gone Welsh... Dad from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, he would. And he'd be going home in a speedboat. Well, he'd be hoping to go home in a speedboat. Mm. But he would, in fact, just be going home in, like, a Nissan Starlet that he borrowed off his wife. <laughs> but Guter, but Maverick said that he's told, look, if you can't teach this, you've been so insubordinate over the years, particularly with your latest stunt. If you're not going to do this, you're out, mister. So he's got to do it. Yeah, John Hamm hates him straight away. Hates him straight away. He says, "He says you weren't even on my list." Yeah. I had the Crankies. Yeah, that was the end of my list. I had Len from Port Talbot. <laughs> yeah, who is no formal training as a yeah. pilot. Keep this is how low down you were. Yeah. Right, the All Swansea uh, women's darts team was ahead of you for this job. Yeah, and that was a mistake because we thought we wrote down plane. They meant a woodwork tool. So they yeah. were useless. They were, but smooth. Mm, very smooth. Smoother than you. I've seen you in that first film. You're a rapist. <laughs> Is he? Well, that bit in the, the first one where he follows her into the <coughs> bogs and tries to chat her up in the ladies' toilets. It's a bit creepy. Oh, that is creepy. Yeah, mm. no, you can't do that. No. Yeah, no. Forgot about that. Um, but then he comes out of that meeting and he, and he goes to a bar. And then we get the first introduction of uh, how we've handled... Because I kept thinking when this was announced, how are we doing Val Kilmer? Because we obviously know he can't talk. Bless him. Yeah. Um, and then we get texts. Which was confusing for me, because he's mm. having a text conversation with Iceman. Mm. And he types something, and Iceman replies like straight away. And I wrote mm. down, how fast does Iceman type texts? And then I wrote, oh, maybe he's dictating it. And then I immediately crossed that out. Yeah, maybe he Because I forgot. He can't dictate, though, because he can't speak. Exactly. So yeah. he's just a really good typer. Yeah, unless he's got like a Stephen Hawking machine. Yeah, but that's typing as well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's just really good at typing. Really good because there's no autocorrect errors. He's not like, he's not like getting that yeah. ducking plane. He should change his uh, he should change his course from Iceman to Paperclip. <laughs> like from Word. <laughs> yes, he should. That'd be much better. <laughs> much better if he actually if he actually was the Microsoft Paperclip. With a little scarf on. I'm curious to know if, if you cut the sneeze out or if you keep it in just for... I might leave the sneeze in just to show I'm a maverick too. <laughs> Sneezy maverick. Sneezy. Um, so what I liked here is that he's sitting in this bar sort of ruminating on what to do next when Penny pops up, played by Jennifer Connolly, and in the background there's a David Bowie song playing and I'm thinking, is this a labyrinth reference maybe? Oh, maybe. Let's Dance is playing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, well. Actually, what it was is it's a tribute to Douglas Bader, who's sitting at the back of the shot, and obviously he's got no legs. Douglas Bader's in it, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's in the back of the shot. This yeah. is how far down my list you were. It was Swansea Darts team, legless Bader. I fucking hate you, Tom Cruise. Mm, I hate you so much. For, again, for no reason. Because mm. the thing is, 
all he's one of those guys that goes ah you're a loose cannon mm. no he's not he's literally done his job perfectly he doesn't do anything that's loose cannon uh, he doesn't one, do one anything thing, one thing he, well we, we mentioned a couple of times mm. that he has um like apparently penny i think at one point soon mentions that he did steal an f-14 jet to oh, take yeah. on dead well, Which you can't do, really. There's also a deleted scene where he wipes his ass on the <coughs> towels and uses toilet paper to dry himself after a shower. Yeah, all right. That's a bit weird. He is a bit of a... Mm. He's a bit, I, that is a trope I hate in movies, though. Where mm. they got the lovable rogue is like, oh, he, he stole a tank. Mm. Or he stole a... Like, and it's only military films you can do that in as well. You can't go, all right... It's never from somebody who works in Sotheby's and they're like, did you take home a Ming vase last night and make a bolognese in it? Yeah. Yep. I'm a fucking maverick. You're fucking fired. <laughs> you, it turns out all the flowers you've been giving me on Valentine's Day are from graves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in a very nice Ming vase. Yeah. He also nicked. Full of guys a prick. <laughs> They die immediately, but they smell good. Yeah. Not yeah. after a couple of days. No. Um, so he meets Penny, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Can't decide if this is a thankless role or not. It's borderline, isn't it? She doesn't serve a great deal of purpose in this. Uh, not quite. If It doesn't quite stick the landing, does it? No, uh, but was... she's great in it. Oh, she's great, but I would argue that Could... Kelly, Kelly McGillis has got slightly more to do in the first one than she's got in this. Uh, I, yes, I agree. Well, she Again, shows it's questionable. Too. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she's great. Like, There's very few... People who can match him for, oh god, that that wretched phrase, star wattage. Yes. But she's uh, she's great in it. She's really charismatic, and straight away they've got a chemistry. And n- nearer his age, obviously not. I don't know if they're the same age or not. Well, he's two hundred years old. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to have yeah. a look actually because I'm not sure because Tom's nearly sixty, isn't he? Yeah, I think he might in fact be sixty now. And Jennifer Connelly is fifty-one. So that's not bad. In Hollywood Ooh, terms, she's 100. In Hollywood terms. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And Tom is indeed, he is 60, as you say. Unbelievable. So that's not bad. Oh, nine years, not too bad. Mm. Um, so all the Top Gun lads arrive. And Maverick apparently has to buy drinks for all of them. Because he puts his phone down on the table, which seems oh. like an arbitrary fucking rule. That sounds like a Weatherspoons thing or a Sam Smith's. Yeah, now what is that? You've mentioned Sam Smith's to me before. What is Sam Smith's? Oh, it's a it's a sort of load of pubs in central London, right? A pub chain, but they yeah. do their own beer, which is not very good, and also they have a rule about no phones and no loud noise, and no talking and no having fun. Yeah, so you go in there, particularly if if it's in the summer, and London's a bit busy, pop in a Sam Smith's because it's always empty and quiet. Because they're fucking dreadful. Yeah, because they're fucking dreadful and the beer's shite. But they're a nice respite if it's a busy sunny day. But you don't. What, for being in a good pub? Being in a good pub that's full of loud noise and horrible music. Yeah, who wants that? Who wants that? Certainly not Maverick. Um, we... That was a weird advert for the pub. Yeah. Come in, it's shit. Yeah, well, it is shit. It'll be quiet, you'll like it. I took refuge in one in the summer and um, had a couple of <coughs> pints in there. It was quite nice, even though it was dead quiet. Oh, all right. Don't go there, though, if you're listening. Um, so all the Top Gun lads come in. We, we meet Phoenix, a lady pilot. The only one. Yeah, well. 
Uh, we meet a few other lads. There's Hangman, who we mentioned earlier. There's uh, and, and we meet Bob. And I, as I said oh, to you yeah. earlier, it was bothering me where I'd seen Bob before. I thought, this lad's really familiar. And then when the titles came up at the end and his surname was Pullman, Lewis Pullman, I think it is, I'm like, that's who it is. And I looked it up, it's Bill Pullman's son, everyone. I can see a similarity now you told me about it. Totally. So obvious, but I didn't think about it. So the president of Independence Day, his son is now a fighter pilot. Makes sense. It does. Although I do question this because they're supposed to be the best fighter pilots but he's not a pilot. He's a um, tactical guy. Yeah, so he's the guy who's uh, who's going to paint the target. Not like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, not like that. <laughs> Fucking it, he's a hell of a shot. It's always the quiet ones. He can do it from half a mile away while the plane's moving. But I don't and, understand uh, this because the others don't have a bob, do they? Yeah, oh, two. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Any the the um, yeah, because they've the mission is there's. The f- they've got to paint the target mm-hmm. with like laser, that. yeah, not like that. Right. Uh, and then they shoot the thing, and then I think both. So it's four pilots, right, mm-hmm. or four planes. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, both planes that we've got a bomb need another plane that's got somebody who's targeting because you can't fly a plane and target at the same time. So it's the Empire Strikes Back as well, then, isn't it? When they go the Atats, which obviously, oh, yeah. which obviously is lifted from. Real planes, because obviously yeah. that's a thing, because it was in Top Gun as well. But another, yeah. Anyway, I'm talking shit. So they're, they're so then Roaster arrives just as um, Tom Cruise is thrown out because he can't pay for his the round for everybody. And Rooster comes in and chats to all the lads, and it turns out immediately there's a bit of friction between him and Hangman because Hangman is a bit of a hothead, and he says that Rooster is um, he he hangs back too much and he hesitates. Yeah, I have no idea if any of this is true, or if mm. they're just shit talking about each other. Mm. Mm. So when Tom's outside, the jukebox gets unplugged. Rooster sits down at the piano and plays the exact song his dad played. He plays the exact song. So it's insane. Tom Cruise hasn't seen this kid in thirty years mm-hmm. or a long time, and the mm-hmm. first time he sees him, he's playing the song his dad played the day he got splashed and yeah. killed. And like, also, I don't. They're supposed to be mid twenties or something. These pilots, right? Mm-hmm. How many of them are sitting down to play Jerry Lee Lewis in this day and age? No one. Uh, he's just died. And the whole bar knows the lyrics. Yeah. Someone should be going. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Do you know any Taylor Swift? Yeah. Do you know anything more contemporary? Like mm. I don't know, fucking Chas and Dave. Oh, imagine if they started playing Rabbit. That'd be. <laughs> I take Snooker Loopy while they're playing pool. Mm. Oh, amazing. Um. So then we have a bit of a flashback um, and we see the exact scene from the first film where Goose is playing with Meg Ryan on the piano, I mean. That would be awful. <laughs> what a memory. Has he got that memory? Um, so then the next day we have a bit of an echo of the first film because all the young Top Gunners had to literally pick up Tom and throw him out of the bar. So in the next day, they're like, well, your teacher's going to be here in a minute. And they're like, because they're saying, you know, if we're the best of the best, who can teach us? And then Tom arrives and he does that thing that I love where he's like, this is the book, yeah? I'm going to throw it in the bin. <laughs> he has got yeah, youth pastor quality to him. Like he's going to mm. turn a chair on. Guys, let's just gather round. That's right. I, I said shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody, how many that guitar? Yeah. 
If I die away tomorrow. <laughs> Plays Freebird for an hour. Um, <laughs> but they've got that thing where they're all like, oh, no, that's the guy we manhandled last night. How awkward. And then Rooster, of course, is, oh, my God. Some the guy who killed my dad. So he tries to speak to Rooster, but he's not having, not having any of it. And then Maverick basically just says, we're going to do dogfights today. And let's see what you've all got. This sequence is brilliant. Yeah. Because we get the classic old Barbara O'Reilly from The Who. Uh, is it Barbara O'Reilly? No, it's not Barbara O'Reilly, is it? It's... Um... I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. Won't get fooled again? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it won't get fooled again by The Who. And we get this lovely, practically filmed dogfights and stuff. The bit where now, he buzzes I'm not in between entirely, mm. I'm not clear on how they did this. Mm. Uh, so... I obviously the actors are not flying the planes themselves, right? Mm. I think they some of them. I think Tom is, yeah, but I don't think all of them are. But I think they're certainly maybe they're sat in the front and there's a proper pilot behind them or something. Or vice oh, versa. right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know they had to turn their own cameras on, that's right, not like that, not like that, no. And I know Miles Teller forgot, yeah, Miles Teller forgot they got back and he's like, oh, shit, I didn't turn it on. And he was also, wasn't he? Wasn't he a bit of the older anti-vax? Anti-max. Anti-vax. What Miles Teller? I believe so. When they were making the offer, which I haven't watched, <coughs> we've got to check out. You were probably making that thing about uh, the Godfather. I believe, which I think was directed by Dexter Fletcher. I believe that he caused problems on that set by not getting vaccinated. Oh fucking hell! I might be wrong. Oh yeah. Oh no. Mm. Bit of a oh, shame. Ted something. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I might be wrong. He might be a nice fella, Miles Teller. I'm sure he's a nice fella, Miles Teller. Um. So he out, out dog fights all of them, and you get the lovely. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Like Tom Cruise has got much better reactions than anyone. Like he's rem- he's really good. Yeah. Like they haven't got a chance against him. No, he's doing all sorts of shit. He's like going upside down, like he did in the first film. Yeah, I feel like all the guys who, who've turned up, they're going, "Yeah, we're the fucking best, of the best." Mm. They'd have half an hour with Tom Cruise and be like, "Oh, we're fucking bollocks, we yeah, are." Yeah, it's very much like when I went to art college. Oh yeah, oh, really? Yeah. I went to art college thinking I was really good at drawing, and within about an hour, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not very good at drawing." Yeah, but I, I believe you've told me the story before, and your mm. teacher was Edward Hopper. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a frog. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we're getting all sorts of stuff here. Like, I love the bit where they're like, where is he? Where is he? And then he just goes between them. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, anyway, they have this thing where they're like, well, let's make this interesting, Mav, Mr. Maverick, sir. Whoever wins, that's, whoever loses has to do 100 push-ups. And, of course, in the montage, there's just every single one of them are doing push-ups. Yeah, because they, they wouldn't come back the next day. But like, we're like, we we mate, you can go on your own. Mm. You're so fucking good. Yeah, well, he basically does. That's what we're leading towards. Yeah. Mm. So the next... I think that mm. is the thing that's interesting about this, mm. is because, jump ahead a little bit, mm. Maverick's the one who proves that the, that the, the flight run... Towards the target is possible mm. in the time allotted. Mm-hmm. 
But at no point you got... Uh, it's not like a, a Rocky movie where you're like, ah, he used to be good. And then he mm. spends the movie proving himself. Yeah. This bloke's the fucking tits. Yes. Right? He should be a haggis, but he's walking in a, in a bars and saying, I, uh, my kidneys are hanging out and I still want a pint, right? And then... And so no, so there's no arc for Maverick. It's like it says, what if one day Tom Cruise woke up and he was the fucking tits, and then a bunch of stuff happens and he's the fucking tits and all of it, and then he, and that's the end of the film. Like there's nothing. For no, him. I mean you're right. There should be like a like a kind of Rocky three arc where something goes wrong and he does, he stops believing in himself and then he has to believe in himself again because after that test run at the beginning where he parachutes out, he should look like the little man from the Island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he should be that for the rest of the film, by the way. <laughs> Not saying a word, just being this little bird man. <clears throat> yeah, you want to ride planes, you can be riding Marlon Brando's shoulder for the rest of your life. Much better film, by the way. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's saying he wants us to turn left. Uh, just you pull my hair when you want me to go towards him. <laughs> The bombing. You mean thing. like Ratatouille? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, oh my god, that'd be amazing. It's just a helmet with a little ratty Tom Cruise and Marlon Brando yeah. sitting in the plane, going, "I don't even know how I got in this thing. I, they had to cover me with olive oil." And at the end, there's like, "You can be my wingman anytime," and he pulls off his helmet, and then the little man speaks for the first time, "Oh, you can be my wingman," and then everyone screams, and a couple of the women faint. <laughs> Someone shoots him. <laughs> yes, I would shoot. Character, everything's going fine until he got turned into a little haggis boy, and then and then he has to. This, I mean, I'm not sure it is a better film, but it's a direction from the Top Gun. I'm sorry, I would pay very good money to have the scene where Val Kilmer's typing to a very fat Marlon Brando with a giant hat on. Giant hat on, and you hear laughing from inside the hat. Yeah, because it's not a million miles away in Doctor Moreau when he wears those little African caps. One of them, but really long. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you talk, Top Gunner Tui? The island of Top Gunner Tui. Oh God. I think it would be really good if we did the spawn run, but at the last minute, pulled up really high until we passed out from the max. Okay. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. That would be the weirdest fucking scene of all the... Where do I know you from? Well, John Hamm, I feel like I have to eat you. Um. So then he, um, they have like, this weird dogfight argument where they're kind of spiralling like snakes. Um, Maverick and Rooster. Yeah. And they go below the, um, what do they call it? The uh, flat deck. Hard deck. Hard deck, yeah. So John Hamm shouts at him and says, um, you went under the hard deck uh, and you've been flying like an idiot. So he's, And then Maverick says to him, look, they're going to need these skills for these missions if they want to come home. And John Hamm, for the first time in this film, which he carries on throughout the rest of the film, is a bit like... I don't really mind if they don't come home as long as they do it, what they need to do. Yeah. So he says, from now on, I want you to brief me every morning on what you'll be doing next. And he goes, in that case, here you go. And he hands him a brief that he's already written <coughs> saying we need to lower the hard deck because this mission needs it. So he's always one step ahead, his old maverick. So he goes back to see Penny to pay for the round. And then they go sailing together. It's the middle bit of this mm. film should be boring. Mm. 
Because after this first montage, mm-hmm. nothing that actually happens for about yeah. half hour. No. But it's perfectly engaging the whole time. Mm. It feels like a film from the 40s, right? Yeah. They're just lovely chemistry. Mm-hmm. Again, doesn't really change anything. Two people meet. They basically fancy each other. Mm. They go sailing and have a shag. I mean, that's not really that much of a plot. Not really. But no. I watch. I watched it. But I was watching it this time for thinking, is the sailing scene showing us something about who Maverick is and et cetera? And then I came away from it again thinking, doesn't really. No. She says this is... Oh, look, another thing he's good at. Yeah. She gets him to unleash a big unleash a big sail, and then she's like, this is dogfighting or something. Oh, there's your afterburner. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's not, though, is it? It's a big sail. Yeah, yeah, it's him going. Actually, no, we're going. We're going almost exactly the same speed. Yeah, yeah but I mean, just shut up, Penny. Yeah, shut up, Penny. Where's Inspector Gadget? <laughs> and that dog, the dog who had all the gadgets as well, confusingly. And John Hamm's like that talking dog was ahead of you, Tom Cruise, in my list of people to train. Exactly. What was I had he a cartoon called? dog. What was he called? Was it Sprocket? Ga- oh, someone like that. Yeah. No, Sprocket was Fraggle Rock. Right oh, in, if you remember what the talking dog. Yeah, was. right in, right yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, because Penny, Penny was as good as her dad, who who was made of robots, and she had a dog who also had gadgets. Very confusing concept, really. French. Yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so then, he then he briefs the Top Gunners on the mission and how it's essentially Star Wars. He says they need to be in and out before the enemy has a chance to engage because they've got fifth generation fighters. We never find out what that means. No, because what have they got? <coughs> well, um, fourth, I'd assume. Mm, I mean, is this like Ming Dynasty? Something I will say about the, this film mm. that is the, my only negative point about it is mm. the only people we see at this military base are the main characters. There's that's not true. even extras outside the windows. No, that's very true. The first film felt like more of a working base. This yeah, it's like very a, desolate. This a hangar they've rented in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Um, so then they go on a training exercise using the new parameters where they have to fly down this trench, like Star Wars, climb and then dive. And all uh, every time someone comes out of the trajectory, he, they cut to them back at the training going, why did you die? We should frame what the mission is. Because the thing oh, is, yeah. it's not just... So they can't go above a certain level because there's um, anti-aircraft missiles. Mm-hmm. So they've got to go in the trench mm-hmm. that the the enemy has put the anti-aircraft missiles right next to. Yeah. Despite there being a strong possibility. You know, I bet someone could learn to fly through a trench. Mm. And then when they get there, they've got to fly into, it looks like a hollowed out volcano mm. to drop the thing. And then they've got to fly up. Fly uh, vertically. Gotta, fly vertically, to, mm. and that'll hit like nine Gs and they'll pass out like. If they don't crash into the rock... They'll then go above the radar level, which will activate all the anti-aircraft guns. Yeah, and, then and if, alert the planes. And if uh, they're not from a quick, nearly, it'll yeah. be a dogfight with fifth-generation fighters. Or even if they are quick, because whatever happens oh, yeah. then, after mm. they come out the, the hold-up volcano, mm. the planes will definitely get, you know, like yeah. a little ping on their phone going, our oh, baddies. Yeah. So that's what they're up against. It's great. It's a great oh, designed mission. It's fantastic. It feels proper end-level video game mission. Because he talks about Miracle 1, which is someone getting in there and marking the target, as you mentioned earlier. Not like that. Not like that. And then Miracle 2 is someone getting into the same place a minute later, or seconds later, dropping the bombs in the hole. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, the first one blows it up, second one drops it in the hole. The f- yeah, the first one makes a hole. Mm. As it were. Uh, and then the other one uh, shoots a bumbo into it. Mm. Which is, if anything, you should have had a scene here where Jennifer Connelly's character, instead of being into sailing, was into dogging. And then Maverick observes two dogging people at it, like taking turns, and he's like, that's how we do it. That's how we one do it. One goes in and makes the hole. The other <laughs> one goes in and fills it. Maverick, what, 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 are you okay? You look... Uh, i I got to go to work. Right. They'll be like, oh, it's great, because Fred from the factory comes in and makes a hole, and then Ted from the bookies comes in and fills it, and then Maverick's <laughs> like does that trope of, what did you just say? I said, Ted from the factory comes in and fills it. i got to go. Mav, is everything okay? Yes. Yeah, you've barely spaffed on that window. <laughs> Can I keep the Renault McGann for tonight? Yeah, no problem. He runs off. Anyway, Ted, you're up. Um, so then he they go on a training mission, and because this climb up the mountain can cause you to pass out, poor old Coyote does pass out. And when they go to rescue him, there's what's it called? Bird? Bird strike. Bird strike. Which takes out um, takes out Phoenix and Bob's plane. And they have to eject. And then he's dealing with the regret from everything that happened. And then afterwards they have a big row where Hangman says, look, Goose was the only one to actually successfully do the mission, but he took way too long and he was a minute late. Oh, Rooster, not Goose. Sorry, Rooster, sorry. <laughs> yeah. He was a minute late. And then he's, Hangman just lays into him and says, you're not cut out for this mission and you know it. And then... Yeah, Hangman, you haven't done it either, you bellend. And then there's a bit of a thing here, because then um, Maverick says, you know, you were a minute late. And then Rooster says, well, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. And Maverick, just without thinking, goes, exactly. And you're like, oh, he hasn't got any faith in him. Have we found out the thing that why Maverick no. and him have a spot of No, we will in a minute. Okay. So they have a big row, and he sits on his own. And then when he's talking to Rooster, he gets a message, and he goes out. And Iceman's demanding to see him. And he has to go and see Val Kilmer. I think this scene's really well done. I love this scene. Considering what they were working with. Poor old poor old Val. Because yeah. um, like I say, when when Val Kilmer said, I am going to be in Top Gun 2, I'm thinking, now I've seen you talking on telly and I've seen the documentary about you. Your vocal cords do not work. Yeah. Bless you. Love Val Kilmer, by the way, even though he's a problematic active throughout his time but have you watched the documentary Val I have because you sent me a link to it yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I did yeah I love it yeah yeah. Um, and, I just and his son sounds exactly like exactly him exactly like him and looks well like him as well but I think that you couldn't possibly do this scene any better no it's lovely I'm, no. I mean um, just to set it up I mean oh this is the thing that annoys me because you see him typing and he goes he's not mm. that fast to type in is he no not so I've done this with the text city, a bunch of bullshit mm. um also, the other thing, this is a small thing, his office is a bit much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you've done a lot, mm. but this is showing off now. Yeah. Like, I see you haven't got any pictures of the grandkids in yet. No. Plenty of pictures of awards you've had, you prick. It's because he did have pictures of them, and then he asked them one day what they want to be when they grow up, and they said YouTubers, so he just ripped them off the wall. Oh, I can understand that, actually. Yeah. He wanted, yeah. Them, to, he wanted them to be pilots. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Dan TDM is one of his grandkids. 
It's a Minecraft guy. <laughs> not really. Not really. Um, so, yeah, this is really nice scene because Maverick's worried about sending Rooster to die, he says. And Rice Man just types, it's time to let go. Maverick goes, easy for you to say, you're dying. He doesn't say that. Um, and Maverick says that, um, you know, it, it's not that easy. Uh, actually, how do we find out? Is, is it when Maverick turns up at the house and Iceman's wife is there? She, he says it's come back, hasn't it? And she yeah, says, Mrs. Yeah. Exposition. Yeah, Mrs. Exposition. She says, yes, you it's go through, back. Go through to the tomb web. So, not tomb web, Iceman, sorry. Yeah, and then Maverick goes, I told him not to fuck that monkey. <laughs> he wouldn't listen to me and now look at him. Still, I had a go as well. I'm fine. So it can't be that. I think the rule is you fuck it out of the monkey. The first person fucks it out of the monkey and the second person's fine. So so. I'm just going to go there and thank him for taking a bullet on that one. Yeah, he literally did. Thanks for that. And the whole time he's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, what? Do you know what? I shouldn't have said any of this. Good to see you again. (laughs) Any chance of some of that lovely lemonade? Wait, go back to the monkey fucking. Oh yeah, years ago. This was years ago. Years this was eight. Ago. This was eight months ago. Way before. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you, you were around eight months ago, weren't you? Yeah, you've been with him for thirty years. Oh yeah, after you were with him, <gasps> but before now. Before now, we went out and fucked monkeys. Mm. Anyway, we'd love some of that lemonade. Hang on, is that when you went on safari? No, no. We were, this. This happened. We went down to. This happened in the back of a tandy. <laughs> this was eight months ago. Wait, you wait. I have a bunch of questions now. So this happened eight months ago. Yeah, yeah. What Tandy did you find eight months ago? You can still find them, but they are now rebranded as what? Monkey Fuck Tandy? There's one in, like, our broth. Hang on, he was diagnosed six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it takes two months to kick in. Yeah, I was fine. I mean, mean, I'm fine. Everyone else is fine. Well, you didn't fuck a monkey. Well, no, I watched. So that was you in the shadows? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, Hank Marvin was there too. He was hungry. <laughs> he just came in for a snack. Um, so he goes, yeah, he goes to see Iceman, and Iceman says, you know, he says, it's time to let it go, and he says, both the Navy needs both you and Rooster. They, no, sorry, the Navy and Rooster need Maverick. Mm. And he says, that's why he fought for him. That's why you're still here. And then he says, thank you, Ice. For everything, and then he says, uh, and I, "I can't. I think it's a dubbed voice. I don't think Val Kilmer's voice sounds." No, in fact, oh. I, I think I read something that was the audio equivalent of CGI. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Then, then you get the nice bit where he says, um, "So, who was a better pilot, you or me?" And then he goes, "Let's not ruin this good moment." And I thought that's really yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's nice. I don't know. Let's settle it right now. Get me mm. Flynn. Mm. Get down the stairs, you fuck. Pushes him down the stairs. <laughs> And he lands on a monkey just as his wife walks in with a lemonade. Yeah. And he goes, she goes, Ice Man. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and he looks at the camera and goes, whoa. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't happen. I wish it had. So then Maverick takes all of the gunners <coughs> to the beach for football because it's teamwork. And they've got to have another oiled up scene. Yeah, but not, not a homosexual one. Homoerotic one this time. It's a very leveled it's i mean it depends i'm yeah. sure someone found it erotic yeah. i did broadly mm. just for a second i was like you know what mm. i could switch and jennifer connelly's watching isn't she yeah she's having a whale of a time oh yeah she's thinking i haven't seen men like this since i saw hoggle having a piss in a lake 
Imagine if one of the Top Gun lads was Hoggle. <laughs> hot. Oh. Um, so then he takes Penny home and they make sweet, sweet love. And he reveals then that the Do reason... Do you know what? This, mm. is, this says a lot because the way she flirts with him mm. and says you can come in is is she, le- she, she he drops her off, she mm. goes in the house and she leaves the front door open. Yeah. And genuinely, in the world we're living in now, it was like, don't lose the heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to keep that in? Also, it goes with Maverick's character, doesn't it? Because he's used to, you know... Kicking the back doors in. Well, that and also he's used to cheating up old machines. <laughs> Oh. oh, Paul Bettany would be livid if he heard me say that. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to have him on the show now, are you? No. The thing is, it's fine because I've always fancied Jennifer Connelly. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it fine? I think it's fine. I think you're making it worse. I think the chances of Paul Bettany guesting on the show are going down drastically. I'm too. I'm too small for Paul Bettany. He's a Hollywood star. Oh, just. I thought he you would... were quoting Jennifer Connelly then. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not coming on now. Um, well, she he, might. Yeah, that's true. He explains to her that Rooster's mother, before she died, so Meg Ryan's been written out of this in the usual. Yeah, way. why? She could have yeah. been in it. She could have been. She could have just waved from a window, with a mask on or something. Why? What's wrong with her face? I'm just, I'm just saying that's what they think. Oh, because she's old. Hasn't she had some surgeries? Yeah. Yeah, I think she had big lips, didn't she? She. It didn't doesn't she, look great. Didn't she do a Leslie Ash? Yeah, I she did she do did. a Leslie Ash. Yeah. Let's just kill her off then. Yeah. Or get Leslie Ash. Or, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. kill her off. Um. So, yeah, so he says, look, I pulled his papers at the Academy, which put him back years, but I did it in a promise to his mother because his mother was worried about him ending up like Goose. And I don't mean with an <laughs> apple in his mouth and served at Christmas. But maybe that. Maybe that. If he's up for it, I'll give him. No. Um, <coughs> the so, writing here is so. And I, this is not a criticism. This hmm. is what I mean by it's very 1940s, 1950s of yeah. music. Yeah. It's very, it's very melodramatic. Not yeah. as bad as the, the the first one, which is a soap. Oh, but it is very hmm. basic. Hmm. But I love it. I love this bit because her daughter comes home, and she goes, "You'll have to go out the window." And he goes, "Look, I want to be with you forever." type thing and he says I'm not going out of the window again but I'll do it this time and he goes out and he lands and he puts on his keks and looks up and the daughter's at the window looking at him and I thought that was quite a funny bit yeah and she just says look just don't break her heart again or your ankles you damn twat or her bum don't break her bum or front bum or your ankles bottom ankles he goes too late for that I'm out of here bitch (laughs) he runs off (laughs) get out Fucking hell. Don't make a cough or sneeze for the next couple of days. You know what I mean? Bye. Yeah. Bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah, put some ice on it. <laughs> so he gets back and <clears throat> the mission's been moved up by a week. Wouldn't you know it? Uh, so this is when I mentioned earlier the two miracles scenario. And then during a training mission, sorry, this is when Coyote blacks out and Phoenix and Bob have a bird strike. So then Rooster confronts Maverick about pulling his papers and he said, my dad believed in you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. Storms out. And then we find out that Iceman, he did. Yeah. I don't know if they had to kill him. No. Oh, no, they do, don't they? Yeah. For plot reasons. For plot reasons. 
But you could have had him going into a coma or something. I guess, but mm. I feel like yeah, if we need him in the next one. Yeah. Apparently they, yeah. they they took him to the hospital and they greased him up to keep him warm. But he fell off the gurney and apparently he went downhill fast. Uh, anyway, so he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so we get the full military funeral. No, I want the I want the director's cut with a full Frank Spencer of that happening. Yeah, and Maverick chasing him on roller skates, going through a, <laughs> yeah. a mother care. Just and it just it wheels onto a double decker bus. <laughs> just Falcoma pressed against the side <laughs> with Tom Cruise, who by the way is on Marlon Brando's head, roller skating down the hill. Stop that bath. Ice man, stop that bath. <laughs> um, and he has to get on a plane and fly to get him. Anyway, um, so Maverick's gone. Sorry, Maverick goes into work the next day, and John Han says, Yeah, it's really sad what happened to Iceman, isn't it? But you're off the mission, and I'm taking charge now. Yeah, because Iceman was essentially protecting Maverick. Mm. So Maverick's gone, and then he goes, and then John Hamm goes to all the top gunners and says, "Look, I'm giving you more time to do the mission, and also I'm stopping it being um, below the." Uh, yeah. Deck. So now, yeah. Mm. So basically, he makes it into a suicide mission mm. because you haven't got to fly below the hard deck, and you take your time, boys. Mm. You got ten minutes, and then he looks behind him, and. Uh, Apparently, beep, Tom beep, Cruise beep, is, beep. Yeah. Yeah, he's apparently paid to the uh, massive iPad behind him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Who's that? Who do you fucking think it is? Oh, but this is breathtaking, this bit. Where you see him just going, doing all the breathing, flying through the trenches, and he goes yeah. up, down, blows up the little block, and goes away. And then everyone in the team's like, Holy shit, a bullseye! And John Hamm looks around and then goes, we might as well just send him. Should we just send him? Yeah, should we send him? I don't argue anyway. We could all go on holiday. Um, so he, 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 John Hamm says to him, Maverick, you've put me in a difficult position. One, I've got everything I need to court-martial you for insubordination. But you're going to be the team leader and you're going to take these guys in. And then he has to pick his team and he picks Phoenix and Bob. Hmm. And Rooster is his wingman. He picks the characters that he's spoken to most yes. on camera for the last hour and a half. Yeah. Yes. And Rooster's going to be his wingman. So then they go in to do the mission. And we're finally at sea, so there is an excuse now for that montage at the start. And he says, help me, Goose, or something. You're my only hope. Yeah. And then he says... Fly the plane, Maverick. Uh, yeah, he's like, I knew that. That's yeah. that's all I know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? You'll never see a big... All right, I don't want Alec Guinness. I want Googs. <laughs> sorry, I'm confused because everything is so similar. Do I get a cut of this one as well? No, just Star Wars. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Um, so then they go on the mission, and again, more stunning camera work here as they're flying through that aqueduct or viaduct thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And they deliver the they deliver the payload, as it were, while the the 
the ship fires tomahawk missiles to blow up the this, base. This I I'll say this. Oh yeah, the the bit where the um they fire the tomahawk missiles mm. to make the uh, the airbase a soft target mm. is I mean that looks so cool and the sound design's amazing. Amazing, so good, and everything blows up, and then everything is going well, but Rooster as they're escaping they blow everything up. And they've got countermeasures, which are those little things you see at the fire out of planes that go and all the missiles hit them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaff, exactly. Yeah, Chaff and Dave, they're called. Um, when it fires out, it goes rap, 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 rap. But Rooster runs out, so he's a sitting target for the last Sam missile, they're called. And Maverick just flies his plane in the way and gets blown up. And John Ham's like, you know. Let's bring you all home. Forget about Maverick. It's best that we keep everybody alive, which is, I suppose, reasonable. Yeah, correct. You yeah. just you just took on an impossible mission, and seventy five percent of your team are coming back. Yeah, take it. But then Maverick wakes up in a snowy field in his ejector seat, and there's a big fucking attack helicopter waiting to shoot him and just is about to fire. Uh, this is like nothing from the first one. Absolutely. I will say it's, it's all action for the rest of this movie now. It's yeah. brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Just about to blow him up and then Rooster blows it up. And then he gets shot down and then Maverick flies to him. I'm oh, sorry, runs to him. And you think there's going to be some sort of embrace saying thank you and then he pushes him over and says, what the fuck are you doing? I saved your life so you could go home. And now we're both here. And then eventually they agree it's good to see one another. And then Rooster's like, what are we going to do? And they go to that base and then he's like... Oh, yeah, a- cause every, I have to say, everything in the, the last third of this movie, even though it's a hot... It's, it must... Because they're in planes that are doing like Mac 9 and stuff. Mm, mm. And yet everything is within walking distance. Yeah. Which yeah. is handy. Which is handy. Very handy. But then we get the nice little echo because the, the one ship that's in the base that they see that's been blown up earlier is an F-14 from Top Gun. Yeah. Now, where do they get this from? I don't know. I guess they're saying because it's North Korean or Eastern European or whatever it is. They've got shitty old planes as well as fifth generation They've, We've got only shitty old planes or the most high-tech, quote-unquote, fifth generation. Mm. Who's flogging them that the Americans haven't got it? That's like if you go and see visit McLaren, they've got the F-1... Sorry, the Formula One cars. And then in one little garage, they've got a Ford Fiesta from 1978. Yeah. Or Cortina. Whatever you want to say. I don't know. Someone will write it and say they didn't exist. I don't care. Um, Fiesta was 1978. Fiesta, yeah. Because they've just discontinued them. Oh, yeah. You've got one, haven't you? Well, not a 1978 one. Not a 1978 one, yeah. Um, So they go in and get in the F-14. And this is brilliant. I love this bit where they're like, they get up into the air and two fifth generation fighters come around to them. (laughs) <laughs> and then he's like, uh, they they think we're the good, we're the, they think we're on their team. They think we're with it. them. Mm. They think we're with them, except they plainly see into the thing. Oh, put your mask on, yeah. mate! You've got a helmet that is not black like no. the bad guys' helmets. No. It says it might as well say Uncle Sam on it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, they won't notice. But it's fucking well cool when he drops back and then just opens fire. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such a cool shot. Um, and yeah, they just have these dogfights, and he manages to outwit both of them. With, uh, and then you think, yes, they got away with the old F fourteen, and then another one turns up, and they've run out of flak. Sorry, Chav mm. and Dave. They've run out of bullets. 
So they're just fucked. And he says to Rooster, like when I when I give the word, pull your you know your ejector seat. And he's basically going to kill himself so he can save Rooster. The ejector seat don't work, and then he's like, "Oh, goose, I'm so sorry. I've killed your son as well as your wife." I didn't. I mean, I did. I've killed your wife's. Also, I've killed your wife's son. Yeah. Is that, it's not, yeah. Smash cut to outside Meg Ryan's dangling from underneath, going, I didn't know how the fuck this happened. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, oh no, they're all going to die. And then Han Solo turns up, aka Hangman, destroys the last plane, and then says, let's go back home. So they land on the carrier. And John Ham's just like, yeah, I'm not happy about this, but great. Yeah, I'm seething, but... Mm. Oh. And then you get... Because in the first film, obviously, you get the... You can be my wingman anytime bullshit, you could be mine. But there's like three of those moments at the end here, isn't there? Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. You get Hangman and Rooster respecting one another. You get Tom Cruise and Rooster respecting one another. And um, John Ham is decapitated and his head's kicked into the sea. <laughs> yeah. For being a I negative a Nelly. Twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting twist, that one. So then later on, Maverick's working on his P-51 Mustang, his big airplane from the beginning in his hangar, with Rooster. And then Jennifer Connelly turns up, and Rooster pins up a photo of him and Maverick next to a picture of Maverick and his dad. Not sure he's solved his issues, but... No, no. no. You've got to learn to be your own man. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just be my dad. No, if I get rid of the moustache, it's mental. You're essentially the uh, Jason Bonham of the aircraft world. You're going to forever live in your dad's shadow and play drums <coughs> all the time. But, you know, get used to it. Um, so then Maverick takes Penny up in his plane and they fly off. Yeah. And have a nice time. Yeah, and that's clearly is uh, Tom Cruise flying that plane? You, yes, it is, yeah. And then we get a kind of Croft and Perry you have been watching style end credits. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you think they'll do another one? Yes, because this I made do. a billion dollars. I was I was looking at the budget. This was made for 120 million, which is nothing. Nothing, and it's made like 1.4 billion. Yeah. So yeah, I think they will. Apparently, mm. Tom Cruise is holding it up. Well, because he's doing these Mission Impossible films, isn't he? Well, he's doing Mission Impossible, and he's doing that one in, where he's going to be in space. Oh my god! Yeah. Have you heard about that one? Yeah. Yeah. And, and but he also he doesn't know what the plot should be, and part of me thinks, leave it now because yeah. this is an oddly perfect film, and you yeah. will fuck it up if you keep trying to do it again. Mm, I agree. I think this is as perfect as it could be. Um, and, we, and we've been fairly uh, there is things wrong with it, but they are minor niggles. I just have. I mean, I, I watched it once at the cinema. And I watched it again today. Yeah, and I've just. I can't. I can't find any point in this film where I'm just like, Ugh. like you say, there are even no. down bits, but I'm really enjoying it still because it's yeah. just exciting. No, it genuinely is. My only niggles are why is there no one else on the base apart from the actors, mm. like the specific characters we see? Because mm. there's tons of people in the bar. We notice people on the base. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. <clears throat> Says that, and then. Um, I mean, that, that's the only thing that annoys me about this film, and that's how it's a slight. Yeah. So yeah, this is. I had a blast. My kid had a blast. Mm. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. I couldn't agree more. Film of the year. Film of twenty twenty two. Uh, yeah, well, I am looking forward to see Barbarian. Oh, I've seen Barbarian. I know you have, and don't tell me anything about it. But we'll probably okay. do it for the Tuesday night show. Yeah, I think we should. 
Um, all right, so uh, we're not doing questions this week, are we? No, no. I got, I got, I got one for you. I'll go on. What would your core sign be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, what would yours be while I'm thinking? Taffy, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Or just just professional Welshman. Just I think my painted. Be... <laughs> yeah. Well, the nickname I had at school was Rain Man, so I think it'd probably be that. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why were you Rain Man? Because the film came out in the first year I started senior school. Right. So it was just people called me Rain Man because that was the film. It wasn't because I could count matches when they fell on the floor. Oh, you pissed yourself. Or, yeah. Or I went, oh, 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 when other people were having sex. It was just because the film had just come out. Or, I mean, you did. But, I, did I did, but yeah, yeah. that was I, not that age. Or it was either that or there was a motorcycle. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the worst nickname I think I've ever heard in my entire life. My nickname was Rain Man because that year mm. the, the, a film came out called Rain Man. That's it. Fucking It's very boring. Or that, there was, a, there was a motorcycle guy called Wayne Rainey. So sometimes I got called Rainey. That's boring. I've never but did had... you have anything to do with motorcycles? No. So these people are just looking around. They're like, oh, there's a copy of fucking Empire over there. Right, you're called Rain Man. I've had right, terrible um, nicknames. Never had a good one. What well, what other nicknames have you had? The fella I used to work with called me Bruce. Because of <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Of... Right. Which but your name's not Wayne. I know, but it rhymes with Rain. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, what else? What else? All these are good. I think that was it. All right, I think Rain Man, Rain Man works. I Rain think Man would be on my... That's probably the coolest one. It would yeah. be on my helmet. But I don't know about the thing I wear on my head. <laughs> I think you would be taffy. I think Dean would be brains. Yeah, he'd be brains. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or brain tits. <laughs> brain tits going down, yeah. 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 Okay, good. Well, on that bombshell, thank you very much, Dan Thomas. It's a pleasure. A.K.A. Taffy. Yeah. For watching, for talking about Top Gun 2, and indeed watching about Top Gun I did watch it, I did watch it, I do the job. Yeah, I know you do, I know you do, you're a professional. Uh, uh, Until next time, thank you very much and goodbye.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.